Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Benji Brackman, Shliach to Westminster, Colorado, on how to make a welcoming environment for your Chabad house. I just want to begin by saying thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hathbuch on their Shluchim. Absolutely. My pleasure. I would also like to, to thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Fossman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, and Gift Card Zen. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Rabbi <clears throat> Brackman, you, you organized a workshop at the Kinos on this topic, and uh, it was a great workshop, and so many good points were mentioned. And I, I wanted to interview you so we can get some of the, the great points that were mentioned there into this podcast, but it's also um, an opportunity for Shluchim to grow themselves and go to Shluchim Exchange and listen to the complete uh, workshop um, to get all the details. Um, so thank you for, for doing this. Okay, so, Dovi, thank you for offering this great service to the Shluchim that benefited it from listening to the podcast myself and enjoy listening to them. So before I get going, I want to just uh, say that this is a the presentation that we're going to be giving over to this morning is based on a, a workshop we gave at the Kinnis. So a lot of the experiences are not necessarily my own, but things that I researched and looked into um, in order to make this presentation at the Kinnis this past year. And uh, the first thing we tackled at the workshop was making the Chabad house itself a more welcoming environment, and this is something that we could do for both a very large Chabad house, but most important, perhaps, a, a smaller Chabad house where it's those small things that you do, the aesthetics that you can add can make a real big difference to perhaps not the fanciest Chabad house that has the, you know a lot of the trimmings already done for you. One of the things that we uh, found to, to be important and sometimes, sometimes even lacking is signage, um, Especially if you so signage is important. You can make sure that it's very visible where people have to go. Clearly, if it's a storefront type of chabad house, it's not such a problem. But if you're doing, you're in a house, for example, even if it's a house that's just being um, used now as a chabad house, it might not be quite so obvious where the entrance it may be. And simple signage coming into um, visible on on a building, on a house. Um, that's being used as a Chabad house can be very important directing people and getting that immediate first welcoming sign um, when they come into the building or to the properties. An idea we gave was actually to try to orient yourself into this mode by driving into your Chabad house, trying to imagine that you are actually a guest and seeing how easy it is to find the front door or find the room that you need to enter to make it to the shore or the class that uh, your guest may be trying to get to. And you might find that it's not as simple as you have perceived it to be. Of course, once you get into the Chabad house itself, signage is, again, an important thing. A welcome sign is very nice to have, or bathroom signs are very nice to be, you know, something that's important for people to know immediately where they are. Um, Aesthetics in the, the, the lobby, just something very simple. Um, pictures was something that was discussed of previous events, um, faces of participants smiling. These are small things that you can do and dress up a Chabad house of any size, making it really welcoming and a nice, warm feeling. 
Why, why, do, why, why do pictures make a difference? Well, it, it shows that there are, re, there are real people that uh, attend these events. If it's just, someone's coming to a small class, and this not, might just be the only opportunity for them to see, oh, there's a, there's a nice Purim program that has taken place, a Hanukkah program, and there are lots of other people who come and frequent the Chabad House, the events, and uh, it's part of a community. It's part of something much larger. That's, I think, a big fear that people have is that they're coming and they're just a single person. They want to feel part of a community, and that's really something that we try to do. We should be trying to be um, portraying and getting that message over in a very strong way as much as possible. So, yeah, so pictures is was one thing that you know, is definitely something that people you can do to make your Chabad house very welcoming. Another another idea that a lot of people are doing already, but clearly anything that we can do to improve this is um, a, a big plus. Uh, coffee station, especially Shabbos morning, but most importantly during your class, today there are a lot of great coffee machines that you can use. I just very recently updated my coffee machine from a, I still have my uh, Keurig, but I also just bought a Nespresso machine, which is a much more expensive coffee, but really gives a, a feeling of, you know, hospitality, um, in addition to, of course, cake and water and uh, um, tea that you're putting out. A really good cup of coffee can make a very welcoming environment to your Chabad house, to your classes, and most importantly, um, it is a little investment if you can find a sponsor. That's always great. Um, but again, hospitality is really important. And I, I think that's the way we should look at, look at our Chabad houses in general is how hospitable, how hospitable are they when people come in um, and anything that we can do to make it more welcoming. I guess that would probably lead us into the second section of the talk we gave at the Kinnis, which was also about what the rabbi himself can do to make the shliach what the rabbi, the shliach, can do to make a more hospitable environment to the guests coming in. One of the things that was mentioned is greeting people at the door, especially at a class, um, and just having a few short words with them before they, as they come in. A lot of times this is difficult because we're running, we may be running around doing last-minute things. We should try to avoid that for a lot of good reasons. But in this particular aspect, if we could spend those few minutes talking to our students coming in, even if it's just the 30 seconds before they, as they come in, how was your week? Good to see you. Um, it's a welcoming environment. Another plus is that you're connected with them before the class, which really helps for them to connect to you during the class and just uh, accept and um, digest your message a little better, whatever you're giving over that evening. Uh, another way something that we have implemented at our Chabad house is during Hebrew school, uh, before Hebrew school, is to have a greeter um, in, in the parking lot um, to greet the kids. This is important. A lot of parents drop their kids off and the kids run to the classroom. Um, if you can have someone stationed at the parking lot, it could be a teenager, welcoming the kids, that is a great way for the parents. It reassures them that there's someone there um, even so they're not entering the building, and it's for the kids. It does wonders for them, giving them that little bit of a uplifting experience before they actually come to Hebrew school. Um, of course, it's important that this person is good for the job. The person has to be a good greeter. Not every teenager is good at this. Sometimes they're just playing on their cell phones. 
So it's important to get the right person for the job. A few, just two more quick points over here. The rabbi, the sheikh, should always try to remember the person's name. Um, I think it was Rabbi Feldman that mentioned this very good point that if you don't remember the person's name, try to play along as if you do remember the person's name and then afterwards ask somebody else, who was that person? I just forgot the name. It's very, um, it can be quite disencouraging if you have to ask the person what's your name as opposed to just kind of pretending that you do. Of course, you should try to do everything in your, uh, in your uh, make every effort to actually know the person you're speaking to. But if you don't, try your hardest not to ask their name. Um, it can be quite uh, like why the rabbi doesn't know me. So, in regards to this idea of greers, which I agree is so important, and so many times we overlook it because we're busy with things or we we don't think it or. You know, sometimes it's for someone it could be challenging to to start conversations with people. Not every shliach is so outgoing. Um, do you believe that this is something which is in all events um, we have, we have to either ourselves or have other people greeting? Maybe it's on on, on high holidays, uh, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur to have someone on your show greeting. Is it all across the board? I think the general feeling is that yes, you should want that there are. We, we as a shliach, our primary job at our event is to be a host and hostess, and therefore going over to people the entire time and meeting people, talking with people, greeting people. I was just at a bris here um, in Colorado, and that's what the shliach was doing the entire time when everybody else was eating, was walking around the room, greeting each and every single one of his guests as if that guest was the most important person to... Um, to him at that particular time. I think it gives the person feeling that they are wanted here and the shliach appreciates very much that they are at their event, whether it's a bris or whether it is at a party. Um, clearly, at davening, that's a little less you know, doable, but still, as much as it can, go over to the person as they walk in, give them a big um, you know, welcome. Definitely acknowledge in any way possible that they are there at shul. If I could just just uh, add in, um, just this past Rosh Hashanah and Kippur for the first time, after realizing that while I'm leading davening, there's so many people coming at the show, and they, most of them, they, they've never been there the rest of the year, um, and they could be very uncomfortable. So I, I, I approached a few people, and I asked them if they would be greeters and welcome people to the show, and they were all very open to it, some ladies and some men. And it was their job. When someone walked in, they walked over to them, they showed them seats, they gave them a sitter, it just made them feel comfortable, and it made it made all the difference. So um, I think 100% it should be the shliach. Um, and if it can't, we should we should uh, we could uh, give that, that that we can inspire other people to do it as well. We could give it to give it over to them. Um, but um, let, let's move on to another another point, and that's the I think davening. Davening is is one of those things that as it is. People come to show. They have a mechita. Um, it's, uh, it's it's very uh, religious based. What can we do as shulchan to make our davening experience more welcoming, the show experience more welcoming? So there, there's lots of things, lots of things that we can do, and one of the problems, of course, is people don't feel confident in the shul environment, and we as the shliach, it's our job to make them feel as competent as possible. From the very get-go, 
um, announcing pages, of course, that's, everybody does that. But what I've begun done, doing in my, in my show is announcing not just the pages and not just the parts of davening that we are beginning in Hebrew, but actually beginning by actually saying the first five words, sometimes it's an entire verse, in English on the corresponding English side. So people who are reading in English and davening in English, which, by the way, is probably most of my shul, actually feel that not only is it okay to daven in English, but the rabbi is actually encouraging it by announcing the, the beginning of the prayer in English too. And I think that makes people feel, oh, wow, I can do this. This is easy. It's a part of the service to daven in English, not just, and of course, I'm singing all the davening in he in, in Russian Kaidish and from the from the Tzilbeis, the, the but they're encouraged to read it on a level that they're able to to feel competent at, with doing. Um, clearly, there's a lot of times when we can sing and use the transliteration, making sure that everybody is holding at the same page of transliteration is important. So pause, announce the page, announce the transliteration, and uh, make sure that everybody's at, ready to go when the song begins. Sometimes people do need a little bit of uh, help, and that's probably the most um, empowering thing for a, a person to receive is a, a little bit of help from the rabbi. Here's where we're holding. Here's the page number. Let me help you. Um, empowering may be the wrong word, but it's very meaningful, actually, um, for, the, for a person to get that personal touch and make them feel that they're welcome and um, it can go a long way to moving them along in their Yiddishkeit as well. A few other things that we have that we do, and I, again, making the davening easier to follow along, there are parts in the davening where we're not just sitting motionless davening, but we actually are, you know, doing something different. We're either we're standing or we're sitting, um, or we're moving up and down for Kedusha. Um, we're bowing for Moedim. We're gathering our tzitzis for Krishna. These are all things that if you can announce, they're, they're very easy. Anybody can do. Everybody sings a Shema. Gather your tzitzis. If you're having a talis, these are things that someone can do. And if they can, and, and if they're following along easily with it, they're feeling confident being part of it, that, 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 uh, being part of the davening. And the likelihood is if they feel confident, they'll come back again. One other thing that um, we have been doing to try to improve our Chumah House davening environment is that during the Mishaberach, normally a person would kind of say the Mishaberach quietly, quietly, and I would repeat it out loud. I've changed that, and now we have the people, we, I begin the, the Mishaberach, this is for Chaylem, and then we ha- I ask the people to announce the names one by one. So we go from back of the women's shoulder to the front, back of the men's shoulder to the front, and each person announces the name of the person that needs a refresh lema. Again, by doing so, they're feeling part of the, the service. They're actually saying the tefillah with you by announcing the name. Again, a very empowering thing for them to do, um, feeling part of the davening, even so that they're not saying it. They can't read Hebrew necessarily. There's a mechitza, but here they're, they're participating in the davening itself. So you spoke about uh, how we can make the Kabbalah physically more welcoming. You spoke about um, what we as the Shliya can do. And you spoke about uh, the, the davening experience, making it more welcoming. 
are there any more points uh, that you want to share on the topic of making our Chabad houses more welcoming? Yes, so just a few very quick points. Um, firstly, it's always very important to greet everybody equally. It's quite often we have a big bottle bus coming to Shul for Shabbos, and the people recognize right away if we're giving one person more um, attention than the other, and it can be quite put, quite um, distracting and for someone to see that. So try not to uh, give anybody more attention than another. But over, uh, one other message that came across very strongly at our Kinnis workshop, which was a chassid makes a saliva and a smile and the way we greet people really can change the entire atmosphere of the Chabad house and that has to be always, regardless of what's going on at our home life or other personal issues going on, we have to try very hard to always make that very welcoming and warm atmosphere at, uh, at our events, classes, davening, etc. Just a quick Purim suggestion that was given up, Purim's coming up real soon. A lot of us do a Purim slideshow. There are many out there, of the, which, is, which is shown during the Megillah. And Rabbi Mendy Lewis gave this great suggestion of during and after the slideshow, continuing having pictures of past Purim events um, playing continuously in a loop. I think that's a great idea. People love seeing that. It's very common at all types of events to have a continuous slideshow going on. Clearly, it's not, it's not to distract from any type of entertainment, but if you have this equipment up there anyway, showing the slideshow, have prepare hand of, prepared beforehand a PowerPoint presentation of previous Purim events. People loved seeing themselves, their kids, when they were younger, dressed up. It's a great opportunity. Again, showing that community environment at your Purim program. So, if I can, if I could just ask the idea of, of the Chabad um, the idea of making the Chabad more welcoming by doing, you know, these each one of these these uh, these small things. Do you think it really makes a difference in the big picture? Is this uh, is it so important to 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 make these things happen? I think every every step that we every step we take in this direction has enormous repercussions because the more a person feels welcome at a Chabad house or any institution, the more likely they are to tell their friends, hey, this is a great place, I had a good time here, the people are nice. And conversely, the other way, it goes the other way as well. So absolutely, there's, not, there's never too much that we can do in this area. And in every, in every business today, whether you are at Home Depot or a ski resort, or a hotel, they are continuous, continuously doing everything in their effort to make a warm and welcoming environment, and clearly our Chabad houses should be no exception. So I just want to say again that if anyone wants to listen to the full workshop, they can go to Shluchim Exchange, and uh, in the email that I sent out, there will also be a link to the... Thank you, Rabbi Brackman, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlacha and uh, experience on the topic of making our Chabad houses more welcoming. We really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Hatzlacha to you as well. This is Dovi Shapiro, and if you know a shliach that I can interview on a specific topic, please let me know the name of the shliach. I will make the call, and it will be the next podcast. Yes, Hashem. Make it a great week.